0: 3rd, at the Vinyl Lounge, the Weird Sisters are playing their record release show for their new record, Who Are the Weird Sisters? Doors are at 8, but don't be late. We got Ken Sable and David Bermudez each doing a DJ set, spinning some funky-ass grooves that'll have even the stiffest booties bumping. The real Tom is going to be doing an analog visual extravaganza nice and sexy just the way we like it 18 plus because no homies left behind do you never buy tickets online the weird sisters don't either but if you do this time a free gift awaits just show the door guy and he'll take care of the rest $15 in advance $20 day of the show I'll see you there unless you're square Juliana Mignoni and Rose Savage are here from Vern. What's up, ladies? How are you? Fabulous.
1: Peachy. Happy to be here.
0: Hell yeah. That's what I've always wanted. Yeah, you're seeing kind of a a new iteration of the setup. We've, uh, as you can tell, we have very high tech professional standards.
2: That's great. As long as there's no live animals, we're good because you know uh, I have allergies.
0: You have allergies to
2: cats, yeah.
0: Oh shit! Do you hate cats, are you one of those people? I
1: don't hate cats. She hates cats. Yeah,
0: I don't. don't She absolutely hates cats.
2: They
3: don't like me. (laughs)
0: <laughs> is it that they don't like you or you don't like them
2: i think they can tell that they make me itchy so that i'm just like kind of like a weirdo apprehensive around them and then they're like cats read energy
1: they do you so think you know, cats got a vendetta against you no
2: i think that they can just tell that i'm weird around them so they just get weird around me but it's funny because the lady that we went to in the crystal shop was like oh you definitely have cat energy yeah I was that's like, true okay lady that is very i could true. i
0: could agree with that yeah. energy. yeah you have you have cat energy well i sure. am leo I don't know what that means.
2: (laughs) It's the lion. It's the zodiac astrology. Yeah, Yeah. you know. Come on, man. I
0: know a little bit. I don't know a a lot about astrology. Yeah, when's your birthday? I'm a Scorpio. Okay.
2: Scorpio. You are such a Scorpio. (laughs) Uh,
0: You know what? Terrible. Everybody always says that. You are. And by always, I mean women.
2: That's what a Scorpio man would say. Did you hear what this man just said?
4: (laughs) <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't know. I'm not really into astrology at all. Uh, it's not that I'm not into it. I'm just not into it. There's just some things that aren't for me, you know.
2: Have you tried it?
0: Uh, what do you? How do you try astrology? Talk
2: to someone like Rose, who like actually knows stuff and like isn't Googling on her phone every ten minutes. Yeah. So what is? Wh- break it down.
1: Okay, so in astrology, you have a birth chart. So you have. Different planets in your birth chart that resonate, or yeah, resonate with like a different sign based on when you were born. And each of those planets like have an aspect on your life depending on what sign that planet is in. So it's not just like I was born on May 25th. That makes me a Gemini. There's other aspects in your chart that like pan out your life for you in a way. Like and tell you, you know, how you approach certain things, how you deal with conflict, how you deal with like, you know, uh, mystery or, or like mysterious situations or whatever the fuck it may be. But I don't know. There's a whole science to it. I could go on. If yeah, I know. I, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. definitely interested. So, I, I
2: to like to break it down to the skeptics. I would say because like my brain likes to find like a reason. It's kind of like how if you have something like physics, you have certain certain pieces in certain areas which will give you a certain amount of force. Right. The concept of astrology in that regard is that it, that energy would be force. So where your planets are aligned during your birth or, you know, certain times in your life, that would contribute to the amount of force that's going on. Does that make sense? That analogy? It, does.
0: Okay. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does make sense.
4: Yeah. Cool. I actually
2: had a lot of a really hard time in AP physics. So um, that's not like a reputable. I wasn't
1: smart <laughs> enough for AP physics. <laughs> I was just in regular science. So, I never learned that. No, I wasn't smart enough. I wasn't smart
0: enough. I wasn't
1: as fast as the other kids.
2: My teacher also did not think I was smart enough to be in AP physics, and he was right. No, honors physics, not AP. I wasn't that smart, just honors physics. And
5: I didn't.
0: I was a bad student.
2: Yeah, but. Yeah, I was terrible too. So were, like, most people who are in, like, the arts, I feel like. Yeah, no, it's true. I
0: I just. I never fucking really liked school it wasn't for me i was just so ready to be like an adult you know and be out in the world yeah Did you come out of the room
2: with like a tie on
0: would it, uh pretty much yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i was i was honestly i was very ready to be just free you know i mean you don't really know what it's going to be like at that age but i was ready to just do my own thing I, I didn't like school at all. I skipped school a bunch.
2: Really? Yeah, yeah. me too. I never skipped school all the time.
0: I got in trouble for it a bunch. They they were always like, "You didn't come to school today." I I had to make up like I'm my senior year I missed over half my days.
2: Wow, really?
0: I was really depressed though. So that that contributed to it, but I I it got to be like the last week of the year and they they were sat me down like I was failing all my classes and they said uh you know if you don't do this assignment you're not gonna graduate and Mm -hmm. I called them on their
3: bluff that's not shocking (laughs) I
0: I I was like nope that's not the case you guys don't want me here you're just trying (laughs) to get me to do this you will walk me (laughs) yeah and then I raised you 10
4: (laughs) right then I
0: was just a person out in the world then oh, I God. discovered marijuana. I smoked a, a lot of weed for a couple of years. Well, in
2: Maine, they have a that's a
1: lot. how of it weed. goes sometimes. Yeah. A lot of weed. Yeah. Wait, in Maine. you're from Maine? Yeah. Sick.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: Northeastern sandwich baby. Wow.
1: Have you ever met Stephen King?
0: <laughs> no, I you know what? That's that's honestly a fair question. So I never met Stephen King, but I used to live in the town that he spent his childhood in. Oh, really? Sick. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's in Durham, Maine. It's out in the country. Um, it's,
2: as
3: there's is.
0: one, yeah. yeah, that's very true. There's one gas station in that town. There's no stoplights. Wow. It's, it's like it's that Tennessee kind of must place. feel kind of
2: familiar. I tell people all the time, like, we have like southerners up north and they're like, no, you don't. And I'm like, the further north you go, yeah. the yeah. further south you get. I'm yep. like, you don't understand. Just because somebody talks with a Canadian accent doesn't mean that that lumberjack is not the same as your cattle farmer down here in Tennessee. It's very it is a different breed but it is the same like it's just rednecks di- in the snow yeah you, pretty much I, you said it Nami. me yeah it's rednecks in the snow
0: yeah i so, um yeah. so the the town that i lived in durham maine is where stephen king is from um where he spent his childhood he, he has his house like up in bangor have you I ever seen bangor, yeah. pictures of his house before i have yeah yeah it's it, it for no one who's seen it who's listening um, it's exactly like you'd imagine Stephen King's house to be.
2: Creepy as hell. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's it's very spooky. But um, library
2: esque. Is it like is it like classic New England, like yeah. Victorian mm-hmm. with the gabled roof and the shutters and oh, like all gorgeous. that small paned glass.
0: Yeah, and then there's um, like bats on the fence. I love that. Yeah, but Stephen King, honestly, here's here's the fucking thing about Stephen King. Okay. The state he doesn't actually live in maine he claims his residence in florida for tax purposes that's really interesting
2: no it's smart (laughs) it's like it's the if you are taxes more in maine new england it's horrible horrible that makes sense then
3: there you go there's your answer
2: florida and like uh delaware and um tennessee Tennessee, texas texas all those states are a little bit more tax friendly but you know Mm. I'm just an artist. What do I know about small business? Yeah. So on that, we'll put the. Well, the clap. move is honestly
0: <laughs> when you go to get um, a car or something like that in New England, you go to New Hampshire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. so you don't the have fruit to live or die baby yeah, tax free yeah,
2: yeah. tax free yeah so for all you no who are listening tax. yeah New Hampshire has no sales tax so when we were kids and it would be like a special occasion mom would take us up to the outlets because if you go to the outlets in New Hampshire you can get your, your designer bag or you know your Levi jeans and you don't pay tax on them oh that's sick and in New Hampshire they don't do tax on a liquor so if you want to drink you go a, to the yeah. big warehouse you have a party and you get fireworks in New Hampshire because they're illegal in Massachusetts Yeah. (laughs) Nice. I
0: think they're illegal in Maine, too.
2: No. Really?
0: I'm not sure. I just know that uh, new hampshire has a bunch of fun stuff basically it's like they when you drive through the state on both sides of the interstate they have like liquor stores yeah. that you can stop and go you're to.
2: talking about the ones yeah. on like the main freeway, yeah, the, the like the when highway. you're about to hit king, like king amangas you're like you're going straight to hit it and then it's on one side the exit between mass and new hampshire and then they have another one where you're about to hit i believe like the vermont and way. it's it, yeah
0: over by portsmouth as Fitz, well yes yep yep so but yeah that's
2: yep and it's literally tennessee up north it's live free or die it is a, i believe it's a stand your ground state as well Ten-
0: wouldn't surprise
1: me
2: yeah new hampshire is like it's it's an interesting it's an interesting state
0: i could never live in new england again though
2: i don't think i
1: could live up there i'd be cool with having like a condo up there or something but not living up there mainly because i don't want to shovel snow like six to eight months out of the year
0: yeah it's
2: six to eight well you're up in maine yeah. if you get up real high yeah yeah, yeah. yeah well, you're snowmed. gonna be shoveling yeah you are gonna be doing that <clears throat> yeah
0: i mean i had a flashback whenever it snowed here i i kind of like it whenever it snows here though i
2: do not want to talk about what happened last week i was cabin fever like we were gonna have a shining moment at my house because really? yeah my street was a luge they didn't salt so it was just an ice slick and my boyfriend tried to pull out of the driveway and we literally like went Err! and like right into our neighbor's yard and, oh like, god we had to have AAA come and pull the car out
0: and then did you say fuck that we're not leaving
2: yeah because my car got broken into the week before so it was in the shop so we were literally like shining out here going yeah. back to Stephen King a little callback we were stuck in the snow but the worst we did was build Legos and watch Star Wars. So like
1: well, see, you know. that to me is productive. So you turned a bad situation into a productive situation. It was great. We
2: watched episodes One through six and Rogue One for the first time. I'd never seen Star Wars my entire life. I had no spoilers, like at all. So it's kind of cool. Like he got to show me Lord of the Rings a year ago for the first time, and then we watched Star Wars this time. So yes.. Oh.
0: I like Revenge Lovely. of the Sith. That's my favorite that's Star Wars. That's when that's Anakin three. becomes Vader. Yeah, that's three. Yeah.
2: Okay. I literally was talking about this last night. My favorite's five, one, f- six, four, two, three. I don't really care for Revenge of the Sith as much because it's sad, and until the last twenty minutes of the film, it's kind of boring.
0: Uh, I disagree entirely. I know. Revenge and of
2: Wesley, the Sith my is friend so. And Wesley said the same thing. Well,
1: I don't know. Revenge of the Sith is so like written so perfectly to me I don't yeah know. well
0: it's it's the culmination of what he was trying to do mm-hmm. with that trilogy George Lucas yeah, yeah. It, it's it's a it's all about the politics of the situation it's about politics falling apart mm-hmm. someone basically doing a hostile takeover yeah. and maneuvering and it's like if you watch rewatch episode one and episode two you can see all of Palpatine's moves like even setting up the clone army yep. that was so he could build the empire
2: So you'll appreciate this, Tommy, our bandmate, um, because there's there's five of us and we're all good friends and I think Four out of the five of us now are Star Wars nerds Because I, I do love it I was hesitant for years But I texted him and I was like, hey T, like I finally I Greg finally got me to watch Star Wars And he's like, oh my god, that's awesome, what are you starting with? I'm like, one through blah 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 He goes, that's like watching closed cable television You're just basically watching local government for four hours He's like, why did he start you that way? I was like, because if you met me, if I got started on four I'd be like, who's that? Why is that happening? I don't understand, I don't Honestly, understand Honestly, <laughs> I, I- <laughs>
0: I think he did it the right way. He did. No,
2: he he called like three of his friends, like his his bandmates. Um, he was like, "All right, Dave, like, which one should we start with?" "All right, Nick, Wesley, what do you think?" And they were all like, "Go one through six, because like she'll be so confused if you drop her right in.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, um, have you watched Obi Wan?
1: No, I haven't. I don't
2: think so. It's pretty good. I haven't either, and I don't want spoilers. And because I, know I will,
0: I won't, I won't say anything. Qui Gon's oh. in that, right? No, uh,
2: because he's my favorite character of the whole the whole series. I'm not gonna say you know that
0: that's that's all i'll say
2: he's my favorite dealer qui-gon is yes absolutely amazing immaculate right well
0: i mean the whole thing is when he fucking him and obi-wan fight darth maul it's that seals anakin's fate
2: i know if he was his they say because i went into a hole like i got fixated they say if he was his master he would not have turned but another theory says if he didn't turn the the um, rebels wouldn't have been able to take back the empire because the only reason they were able to do it is because Darth Vader allowed them to. So, he's technically a good guy. Yeah.
0: Um. You should also watch, uh, the Andor show. So you said you watched Rogue Ro- One, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, we did. So, uh, uh Cassie and Andor. Yeah. Who's in Rogue Andor, One? Andor,
2: the captain. captain. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Cassian, so,
0: yeah. um, that. Is uh, basically a prequel series to Rogue One, and it's all about like why the rebellion. It's the start of the rebellion.
2: It doesn't go back into uh um. Oh my God, I can't remember. Not Palpatine kills him in, in uh three, I believe. Uh, he was a Jedi. Mace Windu. Nope nope, not Windu. He turned bad. Count uh, Count Dooku. Count Dooku. Thank you. Yep.
0: No, he's not. He's not in it. So this is set after. Episode three before Rogue or oh before before Rogue One. Sorry,
2: okay, I'm thinking of the other one because that one's animated as well, right?
0: No, so Andor Andor okay, is live totally action. Off. Yeah, it's it's um the least Star Wars thing that exists. It's really like a political thriller. Interesting. It's pretty. Dark. Is it good? It's really fucking good. I think we're
2: gonna start with the Mandalorian because my husband is in the Mandalorian. So
0: (laughs) Pedro Pascal. Yes,
2: that's my husband. I love him so much. He doesn't know we're actually married, but (laughs) we have a very loving relationship. Bill Burr Burr is in the Mandalorian. Really? Yeah. Hell yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, he he's kind of like famous for hating on Star Wars. That's funny. And making fun of like nerds and all that shit. But he ended up being in The Mandalorian. But he's awesome he in, in The Mandalorian. Yep. He's great in it. Who
2: is he in it?
0: So he just plays, he was like a former Imperial soldier, and now he's just basically like a scumbag. <laughs> he played himself. Yeah, so. Basically. But, but my whole thing is that what I love about it is I just imagine there's an entire planet out in the Star Wars universe that's just like Boston.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Can it's you just, imagine? Well, you know <laughs> Fallout, like the whole thing, like the whole like city that like they like the grand city is Fenway.
0: Oh really? Did oh you know shit! That? You I ever didn't play
2: know
0: those that. games? I don't. I'm. I'm not. I don't play. Danny, do you
2: games. play Fallout? I did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like you know, like Boston's whole thing. My boyfriend has taught me so much about this stuff. I, if you, girl, a year ago, like, will we be even having this conversation? I'd be like, that is so nerdy. I don't know what you're talking about.
1: I know. <laughs> You gave it a chance though. I did. That's what matters. Really,
2: really interesting. Like I I used to kind of be like Bill Burr like I used to be like a hater. And I'd be like, oh, that's so stupid. Wait, point. hold on a
0: second. Juliana, is it a hater?
2: <laughs> Shut, up. Shut up. I'm not a <laughs> hater. I'm just really strongly opinionated. No, but I used to be kind of a hater. I was like, this is so dumb. Like, this is, you guys are adults. Like, why are you watching this? Like, it's so well done, though. Like, yeah. that Lord mm-hmm. of the Rings, like, even Fallout with all the lore. Like, all this stuff is well done. I mean, my boyfriend, he writes books as well. Like, he's starting to write a series. So um, he likes anything that has a really strong storyline. So all the stuff he's introduced me to has just been brilliantly followed through. And and i think that's why i really like it. Yeah. Have you watched the hobbit? No, he, i've been told they're a disgrace.
0: Honestly, i like the hobbit better than i like lord of the rings. That's
2: a really strong take yeah. for anyone who's like in that world and also those movies are perfect, so i don't know. I, don't I think know. they're too
0: fucking
3: long, honestly. No, like, i know. No, no. The, the books time. are longer
1: though. I had to read the lord of the rings books for like a, an english assignment that i had Did back in high school. Did you read hobbit? No, not the hobbit. I read 1 through 3. And it took, like, five pages to describe a minute. Yeah, Tolkien's very wordy. I was like, what in the fuck, dude? And, like, I, I forgot what the hell was happening, like, when I was reading it halfway. And I'm like, oh, we're not even 30 seconds of the way through this scene. Like, in this book, like, I got three more pages to go. Like, it's a very detailed yeah. book. Did
3: you
2: ever read them? No. No, they say the same thing about Twilight, too. Like, I never
1: say- read the Twilight books, actually. I'm going to come oh, on here and gosh. say i I've <laughs> never yeah. did. W- I never did because I never liked, I never liked the fandom behind it. I guess vampire
2: fucking, of, I fucking. I I just couldn't do Twilight. it. So your
0: your team Edward all the way, right?
2: Don't look at me like that. How'd you know? I, I could
0: I could just tell.
2: Okay, Twilight got really popular. I'm 25. Twilight got really popular when I was like cresting into middle school, wasn't allowed cresting. to watch Breaking. I wasn't allowed to read Breaking Dawn. I read one through three, and my mom was reading them with me because she also loves those type of books. And she's like, "You're not reading Breaking Dawn." And I was like, "Okay." i had a Was promisc- it too erotic? I had a promiscuous friend. Yes, that's why. She's like, "It's way too erotic. There's like sex in this one. It's totally different." So I had a promiscuous friend in middle school, and she let me borrow it, and I would read it during in secret in s- secret at school. That's about the extent of the rebelling I did hilarious. as a child. I fucking love those movies. But people go back to the point. People say Stephanie Meyer's way too descriptive because if you read the books, they're like and Edward and his like naked chest and he's drizzling in the sun like a thousand what? diamonds. Well,
0: how like <laughs> spicy do those books get? Do they actually? No, they're just like
2: obsessive. Like it's literally like reading a 15 year old girl's journal. I and, know. Like she's basically just like, Today I saw Edward and um he just looked at me and it's just like our tension like it's literally that for four books and then she gets with him and he's like it's like basically like he's like a Christian almost he's like we can't do this spell I'll kill you if we have sex so it's just like a lot of tension building the whole time
1: oh god
4: just
0: shoot me now yeah.
1: no
2: no it's it was you it was time and place for Twilight
0: those soundtracks are pretty bumping though dude yeah I heard
1: news... the soundtracks are good I mean I've watched the movies and the movies are like they are what they are but i never read the books because i think i tried to read one of the books and i was like i can't do this, no, this you are
2: so much cooler than me as a I teenager you were like beating people up and breaking rules and i was sitting alone at the window sill in my school eating lunch and you were like what's a lunch i'm out like i'm out of here
1: gonna <laughs> uh, expose me like
2: that? <laughs> i think you should tell the
1: story about your ear oh god is so badass. I'm missing a piece of my ear.
0: Why? How? Um,
1: hold on. First, I gotta show you. I don't even remember which ear it is, but do you
0: see? Oh ear? shit! Yeah, I see it. Yeah.
1: So I was 14. I was in ninth grade, and this girl had a crush on me. See, this goes back to what we were talking about. Like, women hit on me a lot, and I'm not lesbian, and so I have to like respectfully be like, "I'm sorry, you're very gorgeous, woman, but I don't think I can have sex with you ever." So, like, you know. I supported and all. But anyways, back to the story. I was in high school. This girl had a crush on me. I was like, no girl, sorry. I don't swing that way. And she got upset and she went on this like MySpace tyrant like tirade. Like, and it's funny, it was like back when MySpace was going on. So like this is how old this entire situation was. You're aging yourself. Rose is actually twenty (laughs) two. I know, yeah, twenty-two and holding forever.
2: But um
1: she was talking shit on myspace so i was just like yeah bitch what it is like i'll fuck you up like you know and she was just like meet me in the cafeteria i was like word so i I like skipped my entire third block just so I could find her in the cafeteria. And as soon as she saw me, like... How
2: long were you waiting there, so Wasn't it like hours? It was a while,
1: because the way that our school did uh, lunches at the time, it was just like, you had third period, and then, like, first lunch would go, and then second lunch would go, and then third lunch, and then fourth lunch, like, within third period. She no, no one stopped you. stopped you. No one stopped me. I skipped third period just so I could find her, because my was lunch scary. was first lunch, and hers was fourth. So I was like, I'm going to be waiting for this bitch for a long time, but... I'm going to get her. So, like, I found her. She was standing in front of the trophy case. I walked up to her and then she like pushed me and then she ran off and I was really pissed off and I was just like yo what the fuck is your problem and then she like ran at me and we started like fighting and like she grabbed my hair and I remember I just started like swinging up and it took like five people slash teachers to like you know (laughs) pull us off of each other it was really bad and then I felt like a warmth on my shoulder and it was blood and my earring was gone and that's what that's what happened. Oh my god Mm.
2: Jesus Christ. Do you want to know how I learned about this? How? We're driving in the car to a house show down like in bfe like down in columbia and i'm like i never noticed that piercing where it's like did you get a piece of your ear cut off like that's like pretty like cool like that's hard and she's like nah when i was like 14 a girl ripped it out of my ear because like she tried to step up to me and i beat her up that was a different <laughs> time though i won but she got a piece of my ear and i was like yeah oh she God, did get what? a piece of my ear in that but i did win that's, now you're that like
1: a true. peace love and like i know i don't want to cool. use violence if i don't have to but if i have to <laughs>
0: Fair enough. Yeah, uh, I have never been in a physical altercation. Neither have I. I've really? always been able to talk my way out of shit. I mean, like playground fights, but as a dude, you you are constantly have. To be aware that there's other dudes who do want to fight and are yeah. looking to fight.
1: I mean, women are the same way though. Like, there's women out there that are like constantly looking for somebody to fight. Like, but it's not as frequent as men. I'd
0: no, say. no. So I think, plus I, I always talked my way into trouble, but I could also talk my way out but of trouble.
2: Were you also because like, we're both from New England? Like, for me, like there weren't a lot of physical altercations at my school just because like it was not tolerated. Because I grew up in a small town up north, so they were just kind of like. You will not do that.
0: It was somewhat similar. I mean, people still fought. Like, we had this thing in the morning called snack break. We only had four classes a day. Um, A lot of schools are like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we would have, after our first class, we would have snack break. And it was like 10 minutes. How old were
2: you?
0: I was, like, maybe, I mean, this is like early high school, 14 or 15. And
2: they still called it snack break? Yeah, they
0: called it snack break. Yeah. (laughs)
2: That's
0: hilarious. but they took away snack break. You just had to go straight to your class because people were getting in fights. It was always...
2: You guys were all cold and angry up in Maine. I know. Yeah.
0: The, the,
3: Couldn't do shit up there but fight. I was going to yeah. say, they were, they were just bored so they started hitting each other. <laughs> just got bored.
0: Yeah, I mean, th- there is nothing like... The town that I'm from, there's really nothing there. You know, It's like a nice place. Yeah but you have main street but everything closes down at nine o'clock sometimes earlier. Yeah, yeah yeah exactly
2: people think the same thing about the cape like if you go down to cape cod in the middle of winter it is not like ice cream cones and clam rolls it's it is dead. like heroin and like alcoholics oh, in the yeah. street. like well, it's not a joke like if people spend millions of dollars down there to vacation in the summer like million dollar vacation homes beautiful beaches you go I down there it. in the winter and it is like different world
1: i believe it yeah yeah
2: because it gets so cold and and it's like not the mountains but like it's the ocean and it's like really desolate down there so it's really hard to get in and out it's the same thing yeah yeah
0: i mean in in the town i'm from too it was really a pretty big culture clash because it was a military town base had closed down though um
2: Wow, that's in, that must have been really interesting.
0: Yeah, so, and then there was basically, Bowdoin College is where I'm from, which is like a fancy New England school.
2: Bowdoin's a really, really nice school. That's like that's like a bougie school. <laughs> they ain't giving out academic scholarships. You gotta have the money to go. Yeah, exactly.
0: Damn. Um, So there was a bunch of people that I knew whose parents worked there, and then there was a bunch of people that I knew whose dad's worked at Bath Ironworks, which is like a union New England job. This
2: is like, could be so different. I know. That is wild. Yeah.
0: So, uh, it was kind of interesting growing up in that just because there was definitely like a class divide a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm so fucking glad I left New England. Yeah. I'm glad I left Maine. Honestly, fuck Maine. I, I, I have. I've been back once since I've left, and I really have no desire to go back at all.
2: I believe it. I love New England. I, I know you do. <laughs> I love where I'm from. I've been down in Nashville eight years, and I still tell people I'm from Boston. Yeah, to this day.
1: I mean, well, that is where you're from, though. You it know? is,
2: and I have really strong roots in the Italian American community up there. So, like, I clock it. Like... She brought it up. <laughs> <I> Why <know. laughs> well, were yeah. you guys taking? How much money was he betting? Catch on that, Danny. How much money was like? I bet you. How you how Italian. long
0: did it take for <laughs> Juliana to bring up she was Italian?
5: Uh, 27 minutes. That's longer. Uh, than, that's, than, that's,
0: that's actually a, a that's long time. That's a record.
2: Usually, Tommy and Gabe joke around. Our bandmates are like, "Hi, my name's Juliana. I'm Italian. It's Nice, yeah. nice to meet you." Like, yeah. usually 100%. that's like the way it rolls. They even
1: got her an Italian flag for her birthday. I
0: know. Oh, yeah. Well, we did a vocal lesson.
2: Yeah, 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 we did. Yeah.
0: And uh, when I sat down on the couch, I looked up <laughs> and I saw it and I started laughing and she was like, I was waiting for you to notice. That.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like the last time I was on this podcast was like way, way back. Yeah. And we talked about that for a good long bit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No. Hey, you know what? I uh, I love the Italians.
2: You know, I'm part Irish. No, I did not My know mother's that. maiden name is Johnson really yes i'm a quarter irish
0: so you're like fucking, uh ray leota in or not uh yeah ray Liotta in uh goodfellas he was part irish
2: i'm actually oh, wow, a quarter true. greek as well i'm a quarter greek a quarter uh irish and half italian but don't tell anybody
0: you heard it here <laughs> juliana heart... is not just italian
2: oh don't tell people that don't tell people that <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm going to start telling people that you're not actually Italian. It's all an act.
2: So Rose did the 23 and me. I did the uh, ancestry. Ancestry, Yeah. The DNA swab. Mm -hmm. And she's she's like uh, like really, really Persian. Like what's your percentage? I'm
1: like like 87 percent Iranian Persian. And then the rest is like Indian, Pakistani, like some Arab and like, you know, that's pretty much it. Like the rest is like a majority of it is Iranian descent. Mm -hmm. And she's
2: like me with her Persian culture. Like I am with my Italian culture, like very rooted in that. And like, you can speak to that. I don't want to like take your spotlight, but my point of bringing that up is I am, way too afraid to take one of those tests because if it comes back that i'm like and you're 14 no I, I will actually have a mental breakdown like i don't think you understand like i will go i will go insane like i'm like tearing up talking about this like i will be like oh my god my identity's gone yeah. which is a joke because like italian american culture is more of like a by nurture thing anyways like you're it's a community even if it's not an ethnicity like but i like i was like i think i'll actually have a full um identity crisis mental breakdown if that happens so we're just going to stay away from that I don't think resource. that's gonna
1: happen though like I mean you look Italian yeah like there's no way
2: like, I don't know girl crazier things have happened no way. <sighs> I don't want to actually
0: risk. never talked about this I don't even know if Danny knows but
2: big um, secrets here today in the Poptimus yeah,
0: yeah I'm a Lithuanian
2: I actually did know that
0: did I did I talk yes, to you about
2: that you did I do know yeah that.
0: so because um my grandfather emigrated from Lithuania when he was like five wow yeah. So, um, third generation.
2: Third generation. Nice. Yeah, cuz I'm 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 also third generation cuz my grandma's from Athens. My mom's mom's from Athens. Oh
0: shit. Okay. Yeah, and her
2: husband's an Irish um well, her ex-husband, my mom's h- father's a uh, Irish um, American from mm-hmm. Boston.
1: I would be first generation cuz my yeah, you parents came here in the 90s. Oh, oh you, shit. Yeah, That's are. cool are you, as fuck. Yeah, you are yeah. first
2: generation cuz your mom and your dad are both from Iran. Mhm.
1: And they came here in the 90s, and then I was born.
0: Did they know that they always wanted to come to America?
1: Um, it was – there was a lot going on in the 90s in Iran at the time. Like, I mean, the Persian Gulf War was going on, but yeah. they were planning to come here anyway. Like, they had just gotten married. And so they ended up moving here to California in, like, 1991, and then had my sister, and then we moved to North Carolina, and then me and my brothers came along. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I guess I mean, I don't know. I don't think they ever it was never really like a discussion that if they always wanted to move to America, I guess
2: it just happened. Yeah. You know, so you were in Cali first, right?
1: Yeah. Well, no, my parents were in California first. And then I think we briefly stayed in California like some point during my childhood. I don't remember. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, predominantly North Carolina, though.
0: You we're know. at North Carolina
1: uh a place called Anger, North Carolina I grew up in it's like an hour outside of Raleigh and then I moved to Clayton which is like 30 minutes outside Raleigh it's very country very bumpkin ass like kind of town so, yeah nothing to write home about even though technically that's my home so
0: before I moved to Nashville I lived for a summer in North Carolina
1: really what part
0: uh right outside of Wilmington in a similar kind of town called burghaw
2: oh Burgaw. oh, Berga? oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait why are you living in north carolina
0: that's where my dad was living at you the time you have
2: so many side quests taylor i swear yeah
0: i honestly i do you yeah like I've, side quest game. I've lived uh in five states in five years
2: wow that's insane how long yeah, have you been in nashville though You've i've been, been
0: here for coming up on nine years yeah, now
2: you were one year prior to me because the reason i met you is because you were connor's uber driver Yeah, that's right. Oh, shit. For those of you who don't know, which you obviously don't, because why would you know our friendship history? My ex, who... Great guy. um, uh, He met Taylor because he was his Uber driver. At, like, 5 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. They were in a crazy story. Connor talks about it openly. You were taking him to his court date, I think, or Uh, something like that? I think I
0: was taking him to his car, car so he to drive to, to his, his court, court date.
2: date yeah and so he you ended up having him on the podcast and talking about yeah. his projects and then i met you through connor and then we became friends because obviously like new england yeah and then like we rekindled a few years ago and like really became good friends and since then but yeah that's so i was like wow. we we're talking about it and you're like i'm here this many and i'm like i've been here this many and we figured it out like you he moved here a year before i did because i'm here i'm going on eight i think yeah Yeah, I
0: I fucking love Nashville, dude. I I really can't imagine living anywhere else. I think about leaving sometimes, but I really don't want to. If I left, it would just be to go back to Colorado because I lived there for a year Mm -hmm. and I really liked it um Colorado have you guys ever been to Colorado
2: no Kristen's from Colorado right Kristen's been to Colorado one yeah. of our really good friends badass goth chick and shred guitar yeah she's gorgeous she's funny she's great love her um she's from Colorado yeah right. or well she lived in Colorado yeah, lived there for a th- while her dad's out there right and her sister so. yeah, yeah 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 yeah
0: yeah it's a cool place I, I lived right outside of Boulder uh and i worked at this place called wildwood guitars that sounds fun
2: that sounds it's fair. it's
0: like a famous guitar shop they have mm, like cool. a bunch of bunch of custom shop shit like high-end shit cool and um Kinda
2: like run what's that like run
0: yeah um
2: and down i'll show you I, it sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah, you'd, you'd be like, oh, I get the, like, if you saw it, you'd see, yeah, but it's, that was my.
0: Yeah, place. so it, it's kind of similar to that, or Carter's, or any of those places around town, but, um, yeah, I lived there, and I just got really, really high for a year.
5: Uh,
1: yeah, that makes yes. sense. I was Calif- 20 Calif- years old.
0: I was, I was very introverted, uh, and scared of everything but it was it probably had to do with the amount of weed that I was smoking I got my medical marijuana card when I was there nice it was kind of cool
2: That is cool. I believe it yeah I don't like weed it makes me shake and quiet it's weird people keep asking me what's wrong because I'm never quiet <laughs> but I smoke if I ever smoked or I don't actually smoke at all it's been years but like if I like when I used to like in college I would be like really weird and like really quiet And be like, are you okay are you okay and it would just stress me out more so I just like probably five years ago just like completely stopped
1: yeah I do it every now and again. Like if it's there, it's there.
2: Your personality lends to it, though. Like you get more chill. Like you don't get anxious like that. Like, yeah. You, you vibe. I do not vibe. Yeah. yeah it's I, different for everybody, though. Yeah,
0: I don't. I don't vibe anymore. I um. You stopped, huh? Yeah, I stopped because I fucking smoked weed that was laced with cocaine, and oh. I almost died.
2: So, that sounds horrible. Yeah,
0: it was horrible. Yeah, this was like New Year's Eve, or not New Year's Eve. It was like. Cu- The uh, no man's land the week before New Year's and like in between Christmas and New Year's Mm -hmm. and I had smoked weed and um, it was laced with cocaine and I was passing out and puking and my heart and lungs were just pulsating.
2: That sounds absolutely horrible. It was horrible. So I
0: I really can't enjoy being high anymore. I've gotten high a couple of times since. Mm -hmm. Um. If I can get like if the people I'm around, they take me out of my fucking head because I very much like when I get stoned, I just go into my head. That's I, how I used to be when I was Yeah. Plus, yeah. I'm already like that a little bit naturally, just very like I'm not I wouldn't say I'm an introvert at all. But I, I get very like introspective. It's mm-hmm. not it's not good for me to spend a lot of a time. No, you're alone. a
2: thinker. Like you don't take anything at face value. Like you're constantly like f- thinking about things. Like, yeah. You know, like not in a bad way. Like you're no, just, you're kind no. of like an academic, like a like a rebellious academic. Like, like you said, you didn't like school. But I feel like you'd like to know why, and you're educated in your own library of that. So. Yeah,
0: I would say that that's accurate. I just um, you know, even now, like if I'm alone, I'm really not doing anything. Like I'm just kind of sitting and thinking for the most part, and maybe I'll write some stuff down. Can
1: you do that? What me?
2: Like, like just be at peace?
1: Yeah, pretty much. Like I, can I don't, just turn I, myself off. What's I that like? Necessarily so nice. Good God,
2: what is that like? I would fucking love to know. I am just <laughs> like, whoop. And that's, no man we're to go. I, I lay down and it's like anything about bew, shit bew, 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 bew. like i'm like constantly moving at 100 miles an hour dude. no i think i just
1: have to let like, i give myself routine and structure because i have to have routine and stru- structure like it's just the type of like mindset that i have so like when i get everything done that i need to for the day as long as i got everything completed on my list of shit to do then like i can just like turn off and yeah. not yeah, my, I can disassociate. My list is never easy.
2: ending. Like I can't do that. Like I I'm trying this year. It's been my year of like trying to like not do that. But like I tell people that like I white knuckle my way through life. Like we are constantly
1: Yeah. No, going. I get it. No,
2: I've been. I've actually been better about it though this year, but like still like my adhd is just like you're smart. you have adhd oh, yeah we got the confirmation baby no one needed it but we we all knew <laughs> but yeah like a capital h on that friends <laughs> um good time but just it's exhausting in its own way
0: yeah i i just feel like for me i um i do a lot of pacing as well when i'm alone Just, like, walking.
2: Do you fold your hands when you pace? Like, do you, like, evil, like, villain, like, pace? Like, with your... (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I don't have enough self-awareness. does he pace with his head down and, like, cross his fingers like an evil villain?
5: No, I can't say that he does that in particular. (laughs) That's
2: what I imagine. You You should start doing that. Yeah. Should just be like this or, like... Make a trend. Honestly, I
0: would be a great fucking villain. You
2: would be amazing. What would your name be?
0: Uh... I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I just um, I feel like I, I sit and I ponder and I plot and then you I try and execute to, like, whatever I'm doing. I love cats.
2: I know you do. You're a cat person. You yeah. and the moons. You and the moons, girl. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: You love cats, too, though. And oh, your cat's, cat's kind of like Cleo's, Cleo's a bad bitch. Like, I love her. She cat. is. She's, She's a, a sassy
1: cat. little fuck, but I love her. She's yeah. something else. You'd be a good
0: supervillain, too. I yeah, know yeah. yeah you got you got super villain energy you we can so put so. together a team honestly oh, you, you guys know would
2: could be really, really good cool. we would like.
0: be like the suicide squad
2: yeah you're I more of that. a Robin Hood though because you have a good head on you and you care about the people who aren't being taken care of Aww. so I feel like you'd be more Shucks. of like a Robin Hood, like Robin Hood you'd be like yeah I'm like not like 100% playing by the rules but like it's for the greater good yeah that's so she's more of a romantic it. hero absolutely she anti-hero I could see that. Yeah. Well, what? romantic hero is different from anti-hero. <laughs> What's it? give me the difference?
0: So, romantic hero would be like I'm trying to think of a good I like good example from like a movie that is a good romantic mm. hero. Uh um, n- I mean maybe, but like an anti-hero
5: or a romantic hero is more flawed. Danny, can you Google some Yeah, I'm actually hero? doing that. So, uh Edward Rochester and Jane Eyre um <laughs> James I'm Bond kind of
0: James Bond yeah he's a romantic hero uh, I can see
5: that uh, Mark yeah. Anthony uh, Mark
2: Anthony's probably the most famous of like history yeah yeah but I that's what um,
3: I'm
2: saying like you're more of like a romantic hero like but I'm, like you're you're not like you you I'm like James bigger. Bond cool <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah
5: you've yeah.
0: got suave energy for sure
2: Thank you. She's got charisma. I, I, do what I can. And
5: Gatsby's I kind of Gats-
2: yeah, Gatsby's Gatsby, a really good example.
5: Yeah, yeah.
0: He's like great example of a romantic hero. And then anti hero is like uh Deadpool. Deadpool, yeah, exactly.
2: I don't know though, girl. That might be more your alley. Deadpool. Deadpool's
1: crazy. He's like doing crazy shit. I mean, well <laughs> like, the uh, crazy shit that happens to me is not intentional. Others Deadpool intentionally <laughs> wants this shit to happen to him. <laughs>
2: Think so. I think so, yeah. I'm he's a huge Marvel nerd.
1: Yeah, but I feel like his personality, he's just very like looking for trouble, but like that's if true, he he's runs like I had no fucks to give more yeah, like exactly. kind of
2: that way. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. like, fuck it all. Yeah. A so, list of I'm a little
5: more cautious. Sorry. A list of anti heroes, uh, would be Walter White. Okay. Yeah. Han, yeah. Han Solo. Tony Soprano. Snape. Yeah. Tony Soprano. Batman. Dexter Morgan. Jack Sparrow. Wait, Dexter? Like from Dexter? Have you yeah. Correct. Don Draper. You
0: got, so good you got, yeah, yeah. So those are him. those are good examples.
2: Am I an antihero?
0: <laughs> no, you're not. A, you're not an antihero. What's you, my trope? You, if you were in Harry Potter, your house would be Gryffindor.
2: Lucky. What are you? Slytherin.
0: Slytherin, yeah. 100%. What are you, Ravenclaw? No, I would be Gryffindor too.
1: Well, I feel outnumbered.
0: We can still be friends.
1: I don't know.
2: I'm kind of like a sassy biatch though. Like I don't like like because I when I did musical theater, I did that for 12 years. My director, who is literally like Voldemort, like to give you your Harry Potter reference, like he shall not be speak to. You. Dude needs to go see a professional. Um, like he always told me, you'll never be the ingenue, which is like the typical like female lead. Please i'm so. sorry i
1: just hate when it's he sounds like one of those people that use words like big words or unusual words just to sound more colorful and like that shit makes me
2: cringe what to be like oh, this is my lexicon you'll of, like, never vocabulary. be it's like shut ingenue. up your tool bag like no one cares Fuck off yeah like- <laughs> no, he, was a, he was a piece of shit but like anyway, I, I i feel like i'm too sassy and i'm too much of like a energy and a force to be like uh i guess i kind of like han solo is probably so it's more of like that romantic hero, right? He's a romantic hero or an anti-hero? I
0: think I, he was on the anti-hero list. Well, because yeah. he's technically a smuggler. Yeah, but I think Han So is more of a romantic hero.
2: I agree with that because he has good intentions. He's just a yeah, shit. Yeah,
5: yeah.
0: Yeah, Danny, Danny would be Slytherin for sure.
5: Really? You I, think that?
0: I think so. I don't, or I don't. Ravenclaw.
2: I'm gonna say, Danny, you seem like a pretty smart guy. Like, I feel, and I like, I know from all I know about you, like business owner though. Like, that's Ravenclaw. Danny, energy. Danny's the smartest person. I know. I'm just saying, Ravenclaw because <laughs>
5: you're
3: wearing you. a blue shirt, so like it just makes-
2: Yeah, I was
5: gonna say. Why, why Slytherin though? You think I'm
0: <laughs> uh, not? That, I, it's not saying that you're you're bad or anything like that. I just think Slytherins are very um, tactile.
5: Yeah,
2: you're like pretty much a pillar pure blood persians so I I I'm, I'm just by default
1: slytherin like i can't even appeal this or anything there were
2: good slytherins though
0: yeah well i mean fucking snape he was the the ultimate slytherin yeah he was he, a hero all along
2: he's darth vader we're not getting back into star wars <laughs> <laughs> i i just watched star wars like i i'm i'm on like a tear so <laughs> oh but i mean like all like our band is like a lot of personalities i feel yeah. like and
0: tommy I would like be gryffindor
2: Tommy you is think a Tommy Hufflepuff. I Tommy
1: think so. Tommy is a Hufflepuff. I was going to say Tommy would be Slytherin.
0: Oh, damn.
2: Gabe is Gabe, Gabe would is be Gryffindor. Gryffindor. No, Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw. He's so smart. <laughs> but he's also brave. He's so smart. You can take a, okay. test. Well, a, test. Smart a
0: test.
5: <laughs> yeah. There's a test. There's a test. What? There's a test. I'm pretty sure.
2: Mine was Slytherin. I think Hunter is definitely Ravenclaw. He's so calculated. Definitely Ravenclaw. Yes, I don't know, I agree Gabe. Like Gabe to me, like there's a side of him that people actually right. He is a Gryffindor though, because he's so friendly. I feel like
1: he's so brave. Too. He is so brave. Like yeah. he's, he's like a kindred soul.
2: One time he almost like assaulted an Uber driver. And I remember you telling of, me that because of me. We were coming out of so I was singing at an emo night and we were I was a little bit intoxicated, but like, I wasn't like doing anything wrong. Like there's five people there. I swear to God, I wasn't doing anything wrong. Witnesses. But, um, this, this guy, like we called an Uber and this guy pulled up in like an unmarked van and was like, I can give you a ride. And I was like, that's kind of creepy. Like, no way. Like I literally said it. I was like, that's kind of creepy. No, thanks. And the guy goes, all right, bitch. And Gabe was a little <laughs> bit too drunk, and he was like, "What the fuck did you just say?" And like immediately beelined around. Things started knocking out his window. The guy was like, "Oh my god. god!" And and so that's probably a good example of it. He was like, he's very much like a snap yeah, to action. Well, what part
0: of town before. were you in?
2: Literally midtown. It's outside the Virgin Hotel.
0: Well, I know there's a, a lot of people that try to stay off the app like they'll be on it but they'll be like hey do you need a ride it's still creepy yeah it's creepy as fuck i had people that paid me flat out cash sometimes just to drive them um i had a navy seal one time do that that's cool he gave me a couple hundred dollars and i was just his driver while he was here
3: nice that's sick
0: yeah
2: did he talk a lot probably not
0: he talked a little bit. It was mainly um, his wife was with him, and she was really interesting. She was like a psychologist, and her specialty was trauma and working with veterans.
2: Mm-hmm. I wonder how they met.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: sounds kosher. Yeah,
0: well, uh, a lot of the Navy SEALs, they they end up marrying therapists.
2: Makes sense. That sounds so Abusive. Well, it's so sad. That's so bad. Like, that you can't. Oh my God. Well, it's sad.
1: I don't think it's abusive. I think it's sad. Not abusive. It's like... like, abuse.
2: Like, it sounds like a strenuous relationship, I
1: guess. Yeah, but yeah
2: oh yeah. I mean,
1: if Hello. you're a therapist in a relationship with somebody who needs therapy, then you are already equipped to know what to do with them if they need That's true. But it's someone. also
2: the Tony Soprano, Dr. Melfi situation. Well, where... Tony
1: Soprano was already fucked up, like, in the head. There yeah, was, like, he, so much. Yeah, but he
2: was, like, in love with Dr. Melfi. Yeah, yeah, I but know. They never, but they
0: n- nothing ever happened between them. Though.
2: I know, but I'm just saying, like, it's still that kind of vibe. Like, if they were actually to date, that would be a mess because, like, she's a professional. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs>
0: Sopranos is fucking good. Oh, I love the Sopranos.
2: I haven't finished it. I haven't finished it either. I'm still watching it. It stressed me out really, really bad.
0: Why is it stressing you out? Let's just keep moving
2: on.
1: Oh, it's so good. (laughs) It's so good.
2: No, no, it just it was it was just like a lot of violence, and I just I, I, I didn't like it. There is a lot of shit going on in the Sopranos. It's real though. too, like personalities. Like I grew up with personalities like that. Yeah. Like oh yeah. Not I'm not saying anyone who was like in any sort of situation like that, but like just those strong personalities and like it has a strong sense of identity because like they were very authentic with the casting, so it's just kind of hard to see people that like people that reminded you of people you knew do things yeah. like that. Like it's it's just I hate to use the word triggering, but it's like i was kind of like whoa like this is like hitting a little bit too close to home with like you know like the culture and everything it's just just a lot for me so yeah but it's really good
0: it is really fucking good
4: i
2: love it Talked a lot about movies yeah i know
0: talk to me about your new single
2: what do you want to know yeah
0: how did you compose it what did you how did it come into existence
2: so we are coming off of our freshman EP, which is Girls Are Scary. And those were mostly, except for the, uh, the, outlier of one track written uh predominantly by myself and then brought to the group and uh the boys kind of uh because rose wasn't in the group at that point um you know made them what they are today arranged them and added and we you know we added bridges and stuff into those and so redo was the first track that we sat down and we wrote together as the the super five because we had rose and we had hunter because the original core three of Vern is myself toms marshall gabe sanchez then we met hunter curry and then we met rose savage Mm -hmm. so that that was the group and so uh we have a really good friend of ours who runs a production company called uh, damp girl productions and she was shooting a short film and she needed a like a piece for her score so we uh decided to write a song and the song is called redo and it is basically the whole idea that you are seeing somebody and they are more than a friend, but they are not more than a friend, if that makes sense. A situation-ship. A situation-ship. And it's kind of talking about that line of, like, I'm not going to go all the way back through that emotional, like, bout just to have you screw with me again because it's such a delicate situation just to end up back where you were. So that was the theme we were writing on, and, you know, uh, they worked together to make these really sick instrumentals. It's a really really upbeat like really fun track um it was kind of a
1: but also powerful it's
2: powerful yeah it's catchy it's 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 really catchy uh but it was the first thing we wrote as a group like i would say i wrote a good amount of the lyrics and tommy and then you and gabe worked on verses Mm -hmm. uh like tweaks on verses because i feel like y'all come up with the music i come up with a skeleton and then we kind of plug and play with each other Mm -hmm. so it was the first track we wrote together I'm very excited. It was kind of a Frankenstein track. We worked with a whole bunch of different people on it. Yeah. Um, but eventually ended up uh, coming back to our main guy, um, Jose Del Rio, who does most of our production. If he's available, um, he's amazing. And then we had it mastered by Chris Kremit. And he's his work's awesome. So just like really all-star all-star team Mm -hmm. Um, and actually my roommate ended up cutting vocals her name's Brooke Thompson she goes by Zamali she's a local artist here as well and she ended up recording all the vocals for that Um, and we did some pre-production and some like uh, demo laying down with a guy named Mateus Amato so it was like a whole group of people definitely a different approach to what we've done in the past
0: do you track live or do you do overdubs we do uh, we
2: do we we do like musical instrument by musical instrument but all of our drums are tracked in a flick full room um, and I do not like to not sing through my verses so I try to comp my vocals as little as possible. Um, It's actually a reel we put out the other day of the single and you can see it we were singing it live and I dubbed the track over it and it you can't really super tell and that's Not trying to say any other thing than we really try to keep it authentic to what we can do live, if that makes sense. We we don't want you to come to a Vern show and be like, this is a completely different band, which some bands do. And I think that's cool. You have two different experiences. But with what we're doing, it's kind of simple by design. So why would we not execute it the same way in person that you do on the record, you know? Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I think I've never really actually, whenever I'm like working with other people. My preference is to always do everything like live in the room, sure, and get as much of it as you can. Um, When I'm recording just on my own at my house for like the shit that I release, yeah, it's your solo stuff. Yeah, it's just me doing one piece at a time. But when actually working with other people, I've 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 never really tried the the overdub way. I'd I'd like to give it a shot sometime. But I've, I've always just been I want to be, especially as a bass player, I want to be in the room with mm-hmm. the drummer playing at the same time.
2: Well, I think yeah. for us, like we do everything as a unit. But there are certain and Jose taught me a lot of this. And I, and I can't wait for you to get in the room with him because mm-hmm. Rose wasn't down there when we recorded Girls Are Scary, which was our original EP, And we went down to Pensacola for a week and recorded all five tracks on our freshman EP with him everyone was there for each part um, but Jose is what well, a genius and he's gonna kill me for saying that but he likes to focus on individual instruments as their own orchestral piece so it wasn't like we were trying to nip and tuck it was like this guitar part has this energy let's try to get this tone that's out. that's how of Queen it. did it it. And it was it's almost meticulous but it's meticulous in order to let the instrument and the instrumentalist breathe Gabe is one of our, like, most silent members in Vern, and he has so many nuances in that EP that would not be there unless Jose took the time to sit down with him and really get him to work it out of the instrument. Mm -hmm. Because he's thinking in, like, his brain works in dissonance is, like, the best way I could say it. He, we say something, and he says, what about this? And sometimes it sticks, and sometimes it doesn't. But, like, he's a nuanced dude, you know? And I think, like that's why we record that way. Because mm-hmm. we started with Jose who who did that and we kind of we kind of ran with it. And I've found an appreciation for instrumentalists from that because like I'm a vocalist primarily and I'm well I always tell people I'm a performer first and I'm a vocalist second. I perform
0: an Italian American third. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Baby that's Can't the whole that. universe. <laughs> Can't forget that. No, but like these guys are musicians. Like they're musicians. So it's 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 a learning experience for me and I think now that's the way I prefer to do it because of what I was shown about these instruments and instrumentalists, if that yeah. makes
0: sense. Yeah, well doing it that way it's more so having the luxury of time.
2: Yeah. We mm-hmm. would have to all take off a week off of work to do it. Yeah. I mean, you wanna do that though. Like Oh yeah.
1: You? I'm down to I do know. that anytime. I know.
0: Yeah. I feel like every session that I've been a part of, it's always we have to get this done today or else it's not gonna i won't work
2: like that yeah i will not work like that you will not get a good product really listen i think that's taylor as much as i'm a spaz listen i'm a spaz in a lot of things i'm type a i'm weird i'm an enigma right rock musician total type a freak okay like self-proclaimed you cannot you cannot rush that process in the room. You cannot put pressure on people. We've tried to hit deadlines that weren't appropriate and it's gone to shit. You, you, you cannot, you will not, unless you're trying to make a stressful track, you're not gonna get what you need. And in my opinion, especially with a group, like Vern is a band. I don't make decisions for the band. I'm the front woman, but I don't make decisions for the band like that. Like It is comprehensive. So if you have a stressful situation where like, you have to get this done today. like. You're setting yourself up for failure, man.
1: It is true. I like to take my time tracking.
0: Yeah. I, I guess it just comes down to personal preference because I like to – I like being under the gun. I do my best work. And I can't overthink anything. Um,
2: I like being under the gun live. Yeah. Live, I could do that.
1: I like being under the gun over.
2: live. Like, that for me, but that's, a, that's like – <clears throat> that's an energy thing again, right? That's not me putting pressure on my bandmates or each other. Mm-hmm. It's – there's –
0: the spontaneity of the moment. There's
2: people there, like yeah. that. That's an adrenaline rush for me. It's it's different. I'm pulling from the crowd. I'm pulling that energy from the crowd rather than pushing it out of my body onto others. It's 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 a, an absorption rather than a projection, and that's a difference for me in being under the gun in that in that regard.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I just like the um, the psych- the psychotic pressure cooker nature of it. I want to be in every situation. I want it to be bottom of the ninth, two outs. You
2: must love the Beach Boys. Mm.
0: I do love the Beach Boys, but they, they, the way Brian Wilson did everything was more similar to the way you're describing.
2: I'm not talking about Brian Wilson. I'm talking about Phil Spector oh yeah that was a joke mostly yeah no but, i
0: i think i yeah phil, honestly phil Spector is one of my biggest influences
2: he's a psycho yeah b- uh,
0: but he's good i mean he's like one of the greatest producers of all time so
2: guys if you're gonna record with taylor you're gonna get the phil Spector experience yeah i'm yeah i'm totally, yeah. Kidding. I'm totally I mean, kidding
1: for twelve dollars a month
2: <laughs> yeah for twelve dollars turn your life away
0: <laughs> hey you know what if you want a good product um sometimes it comes under turmoil and stress
2: i I do agree with that because all of our songs are like have been written from a place of distress but going back to like what you said like i don't ruminate on things i don't reflect our songs are all about reflection but they all come from a dark place most of them
1: yeah i think in the creative process pressure is good and stress is good because it enables you to think more creatively but if it's like you know something like tracking i prefer not to be stressed because i'll lose my fucking shit well you have to be on time you're the bassist have to follow the drums
2: yeah and i feel like that's like your hands like your body does physical reactions sometimes which Mm -hmm. can add to the track like i think like you know i would love to have the luxury one day to record with analog equipment because Mm -hmm. i think that the nuances that some of the stuff like in my personal life i love 70s southern rock that's the band is my favorite band is my favorite band of all time and i think that the reason that some of that music is so part of the human experience is because of the nuances and mistakes that were made that ended up being in the soundscape of that mix yeah so sometimes the visceral reaction from the body under stress or whatever like can add but when when you're doing drums or bass like you can speak to that more than me Mm -hmm. i mean
1: lots of songs do that like if you think about you know uh good riddance by green day like in the beginning he's like playing he fucks it, it and up he's just like fuck and like he left it there because yeah. it added to we have the a tag nuance. like that in radio mm-hmm. you can
2: hear my roommate like she's one of my dear friends she's not just a roommate she's like a sister but like you can hear her, she's like all right and and you hear the the click and then you like we have like it almost sounds like it's through like a radio compression
0: yeah that's cool yeah it's cool. yeah i like little shit like that have you uh have you heard the any of the new green day
1: no, not any of the new Green Day, but they're coming out here in August. Yeah, I want to go see them. Smashing Pumpkins. I do too. I think Dude. we're going to group together. You want
2: to come with us? Yeah. I'm, I think me, I'm 100, Tommy, Lindsay. Go. I'm 100% Greg. down. Let's yeah, go. you should come.
5: Yeah, I saw Danny, Green you Day. Come? Sure, Green Day's the best Honestly, concert I've Danny, ever it seen. It would be but fun also, as fuck. We should
4: Yeah, it's Smashing it. Pumpkins it's and Rancid. Rancid.
2: Rancid. rancid. And rancid, rancid I think the Linda too. Lindas are playing too. Mm-hmm. So they are so fun. I saw
0: Green Day in maybe 2008 or 2009. At uh, TD Garden
3: mm. in that must Boston, have been
0: awesome. it was awesome. It was great. I mean, I, I they, they were like the Green Day was a reason that I got in got into playing bass. Really? Yeah, I, I think that would be surprising to a lot of people to wow, find.
1: Mike Dern did all that for you. Yeah, he
0: did. he's <laughs> he's a great fucking bass player.
1: I was genuinely, asking. I know when you, you said it, you were like, wow, <laughs> I really wanted. I was so I was impressed. <laughs> that was awesome. My <laughs>
0: friend growing up. Um, we were 13 at the time when American Idiot came out and he was playing guitar and I was like, oh, nice, I want to play guitar too. He's like, you can't play guitar. He's like, I I already play guitar, and so we can't have two guitar players in a band. I mean, he's not
2: wrong, but, like, also, what the hell? That's gatekeepy as fuck. Well,
0: well, he was like, you have to play bass. And I was like, okay, I'll play bass.
1: You
2: have to play bass. And that's that's how,
0: straight up, how I became a bass player.
3: Wow. You were under the gun. (laughs) You were
0: under the gun. (laughs) That exact moment, I mean, it set everything into motion for me. Mm -hmm. No no one else that I grew up with really plays music now. There's a few people, but for, like, the most part, like... I think the fact that I'm, I was able to move to Nashville as a bass player really, it was helpful. You know, yeah, Because yeah. everybody's always you always for, need a bass player. Yeah.
1: There's a big demand for bass.
3: I play bass here. now, kind of.
0: Yeah, I remember. Yeah, you, you told me a little bit I was about just teaching
3: that. teaching me. A that's
2: bit. cool. I that's like I said earlier. Like I'm predominantly a vocalist, and like people sometimes don't realize that like when your instrument is your voice and that's your primary, sometimes you do feel a little bit insecure around people who are uh you know instrumentalists because y'all can pick up any like anything and play with anybody like that's not really the case for all singers so i don't know a lot of theory and i always had a lot of like a lot of insecurity around playing an instrument. So, bass was the first instrument that's actually really come easily to me. I play enough guitar to get by, but Rose has taught me some stuff and it's helped my writing. And I actually I love bass, so I it's like really really fun. Yeah. That's the only place mm-hmm. where my mind goes blank. Yeah.
1: Well, I was also gonna say like I think I I found this post a while back, but Ray Manzarek said that about Jim Morrison was just like even though he couldn't play a single instrument, like he had an orchestra in his head. You posted that the other day. Yeah. I was like that makes. Me I was better. like it's <laughs> such a powerful thing because i'm just like jim morrison was like a, an incredible poet yeah and you know an incredible writer in general i could not play an instrument to save his life you know what i mean so mm-hmm. i'm just like it doesn't it, like you have your, you got to find your talent and then pull from that you know what i mean don't worry about what you can't do worry about what you can't do but you can play bass That's i think, out, think i was like, like
2: like thinking about it in that way and then i flipped it and it kind of was like well, I can do this kind of in a in a way, and yeah. it's it's been a good learning experience to get out of that headspace and actually pick up an instrument and be like, I can actually work this. Like, I can, I can make this make noise in a way that doesn't sound terrible but you I can guess.
1: also like think of it like oh well i can play one more instrument than jim morrison can so like that should make so basically better. Vern is better than yeah. them we so, better, better than, Adors. than Adors. 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 yeah Adors is better. you heard it here folks <laughs> i like just totally Vern I was like, better like better than, than them
2: I'm like what it is- <laughs> <laughs> totally just like cyborged out there for a minute but yeah break on through to the other side baby i know
0: do you guys have any shows coming up the ninth Okay, what's we, where, where are you playing at?
2: Actually, we have so the ninth we're playing, we have two shows in Nashville. They'll be the only shows in Nashville we have for the probably the remainder of mm-hmm. the year. Um, yeah, we're really trying to get on the road. We have a couple out of state stuff in the works, but uh, February 9th, Friday, February 9th, we're playing at the East Room with Joy Bomb and Massey 99. And then we have a show. That is going to be announced this Tuesday. Will the podcast be out later than that? When uh, does it come out?
0: uh, Podcast comes out tomorrow.
2: We have a show on April 3rd. That's going to be announced by the band that we're playing with. Very excited to play with them. They have not gone live with it yet. So uh, just kind of keep posted on Vern Instagram for that drop because we're really excited. It's a big show for us. Um. The folks that we're playing with are doing great stuff in the pop punk community, and we're feeling really lucky and blessed to have friendships with these guys and that they want to, you know, kind of give us an opportunity to play with them again because they're a lot of fun. So we don't want to steal their thunder, but that's coming out, yeah.
0: Hell yeah. Where can people find you at?
2: Uh, right here <laughs> yeah come to this house this right uh uh it's Vern music we're Vern with a three and on e so it's v3rn music that's our instagram our tiktok um and then on uh spotify and apple just type in v3rn and you can find us we come up right as a first search yep you'll see our beautiful faces. i have taken strangers phones to check the seo on it and it's pretty good nice yeah, I've been like, yeah, they're like, I'm in a band. I'm like, cool, let me see your Spotify. I'll add you right now.
1: I know. First one. First, first one.
2: First D three R and Vern with a three, not with an E. Maybe someday you'll know the story, but that's like top secret. So
0: February sixteenth, I have a show at the East Room with TH three. You probably never got to see me play with T H three. No. Mm-hmm.
2: That's is that one of your OGs from like when you first it? Yeah, here? so
0: that that was honestly it's it's the the first band that I really played in in Nashville with James Varner from Bio. Violent Moons and Year of October and various other projects. Yeah. And uh, I just saw
2: him last night.
0: Tao Holden, oh nice. Um, but yeah, we we had played together, um, just kind of on and off through the years. But we're we're playing at Springwater, which is the place that I've played at probably most in Nashville. Maybe
2: I'll come to that.
1: I've never played at
2: Springwater. I Water. have a lot of Vern doesn't. Vern Juliana doesn't. Like to play at Springwater. You have a beef it. with Springwater. Juliana doesn't like to throw up in the parking lot because it smells like petrol. That's why I
3: Which is water. a fair point. It's I mean.
2: such a cool venue. It just every time I play there, I get violently ill. Really? Yeah. The gas, the gas smell there. It it really gives me. I get sick.
0: I've never noticed it. Before. You will.
2: I've you, never been in there. Until, God, so. that's no hate to the Springwater though, because it's such an institution in Nashville. Yeah. But I've played there a few times. Really sad. I believe that the guy who just did their sound, who is a motherfucker, he's super talented. I think he just passed away. That's sad. So yeah. it's oh, really God. sad. Yeah, you know that he had like dreads. He was kind of yeah. like. Uh, yeah,
0: he was a good sound guy. He's
2: probably one of the best sound guys that Nashville's had. I,
0: I honestly, he was uh, really good. Agree with that. Yeah. yeah, and
2: that was the bummer about Springwater. Like the venue itself, just like the sm- the people in there are super nice. They one time we didn't hit our cap and they even like covered it. They're like, don't worry about it. Like it's all good. We just want to support artists. But Aww. their sound is good. Their stage is good. I just the venue like the just smell natural like gas. gas like it makes me sick yeah oh
4: no, shit
2: that'll do it jokes aside i'll try to be there hell yeah i'll just put some like vix on my nose so just I put a face mask it. on yeah no <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay so the song one more time tell people about it
2: song's called redo redo yeah redo. that's
1: all i wanted to say you want to <laughs> say it again <laughs> just redo hey, redo that's it yeah Nothing song's more. called
2: redo it's out on february 2nd so this friday and uh stream it so i don't have to work in healthcare anymore and rose cannot work at a bank that would be awesome i can put it it at the end of this episode uh yeah you can put the pre-save link yeah because it won't be live until friday
0: okay so i won't play the song on this episode oh yeah
2: absolutely play it absolutely play it. yeah tease it play it send it to your grandma in albuquerque so this is this this is coming
0: out before friday so i can play the full song absolutely
2: run it absolutely run it you know why people want what they can't have that's true yeah actually this is a this is an exclusive this is an exclusive let's make it a thing
0: you've heard it here first
2: we're dropping a whole bunch of singles this spring so you know we have a music video coming out as well i do want to plug that we um kind of calling back to our freshman ep uh we have a music video for curling iron which is our probably thrashiest most green day inspired track yeah it's so yeah it's up but Green it's Day. like it's like Chick Green Day so it's kind of like Joan Jet and yeah. that type of vibe um it is a banger and it's a song that we absolutely wanted to illustrate because it's so visual the song oh, is I visual love
1: curling iron that's probably my favorite
2: song of ours honestly. yeah that was the song that grabbed you i think yeah we... it
1: was the first song when you sent me the track list when i first became their bassist she sent me the track list for the ep before it was ever released and curling iron was the first song on there and i remember listening to it and i listened back to it again and i was just like i actually really like this song just to listen to casually like i'm really part of the band that wrote this <laughs> Aww, song like really it's fucking crazy but yeah it's nice when that happens isn't it i was yeah. like and i was like this and it's crazy because i was like this song is going to determine whether i'm going to go with this band or not and i was like yeah i am yeah so we have a music video <laughs> coming like out for it. that
2: probably late march um we want to give redo it's time to like really shine it's before we combinate. push that out but too we, we have the music video done and it is we filmed a lot of it ourselves and we had a guy named Fluitt down in alabama edit it we have a lot of people in alabama I Mobile, know. Pensacola, I guess. Sweet home Alabama. Sweet home Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> um, who edited it? And it is DIY, dirty, and awesome. Oh,
0: yeah. Hell yeah. I can't wait to it's see sweet, it. Sweet, man. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank oh, you for
2: having course. us. Thanks dude. for having
0: us. Of course. Keep awesome. on dreaming. See you next week. What uh.
3: am I missing?